Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors, real contractors, true stories, real solutions. If this is your first time here and you receive some value, we're going to ask you at the end of the show to leave us a review and tell us how we're doing. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't heard about our private Facebook group called The Profit Club, it's a mastermind community that we've created to help contractors put more profit back into their P&L. Now, something new that we added just this week is our free Facebook group called The Contractor Profit Group. The Contractor Profit Group. That is completely free to anybody who wants to join that. Come in and join the community of other like-minded contractors, share information. And uh, we, we do give out some tips and tricks in that community as well. So go check that out if you're looking for something uh, to get in there and get some more information. And before we get started on this podcast, this is a special Memorial Day podcast. And so Eric and I want to give a huge shout out and our uh, internal gratitude to all of the military veterans and those that paid the ultimate sacrifice and uh, gave their life for our country and our freedoms. And so we are forever grateful for them. So on this podcast, it's going to be talking about something that, well, it may actually hurt your feelings because your feelings don't matter. That was a classy opener. I appreciate that. Military. Boom. I got a question. Why yep. is it? Why is it always rough and tough and burly, badass, tattooed contractors waving around, freaking all these, you know, tools and smashing hammers and talking shit and drinking beer? Why are they all bitches? Why? Why? Why is everyone so sensitive? How could someone so hardcore be such a bitch sometimes? Why is that, Brad? Eric, have you been drinking? Just a little bit. You've been drinking some alcohol tonight? <laughs> I'm only on my second beer. It's not that big of a deal. So you're wasted then? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just getting started. You would be wasted off your... What, what do you, Probably, what's, yeah. what's that sugary little wine that you drink that you... Like when you splurge, you drink some wine? What is oh, that? I like Moscato. <laughs> Moscato. Nice glass, nice glass of Moscato. Yeah, That's what I like. Speaking of bitches, Brad likes Moscato. He's getting heavy and loose. No, I'm serious. Why is it that contractors can be so sensitive when when it comes to constructive criticism? Do you get on the defensive? I want, have no idea. I, I mean, what the, what the heck? No, listen. This is something that drives me nuts. Absolutely drives me nuts. It's it's probably the one thing that shocked me the most about construction when I started hiring employees and dealing with people. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, being in the military, it's like the ultimate screw your feelings. Like we don't care about your feelings. But I figured, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, it can't, it's not going to be as hardcore as the military. But you would think, you know, these tough and burly contractors are going to be able to. Uh, handle a few call outs or criticisms or whatever you want to call it. But what the thing that shocked me the most about construction is that they're some of the most sensitive people I've ever ran across. And it absolutely blows my mind. Well, there's a certain like 
you know, when you become an entrepreneur, you're like a breaking through of like, hey, I'm going to take control of my destiny. And it's, it is emotional. I mean, for me and I personality, I'm very different than you, Mr. D personality, but like, so you tie in all those emotions and everyone can be sensitive. All the different personality profiles, they all can be, they can all get sensitive over certain things because I mean, they're really going on a limb. You know, some, some contractors are barely making it work. They're, they don't even have enough money to do it. They're getting their asses kicked on their bids. They're not doing their business right. And they're like, and then they, they're just trying to push their way through it, getting their ass kicked. And then someone comes in and tries to offer some constructive criticism and just breaks them. It like breaks them down and bitches be crying and shit. Dude, I hired a, I hired a guy a couple months ago. On, he was a recommendation from a, a current employee at the time. And um, he said, you know, he doesn't have, he probably doesn't have as much experience of what you're, you know, what you're looking for. But he's a former Marine and um, he likes to, he does, he is sarcastic, you know, has a sarcastic attitude. I'm like, great. Sounds just like me. And uh, so I hired him and like literally the first day on the job, we show up, we're doing some stuff and, um, the guys are working. I guess it might have been the second day, but I come back to check on the job and my guys had made several mistakes, like three or four mistakes. And they weren't like huge mistakes, but they were time consuming mistakes. And uh, I was like, why did you guys do this? Like, you know, of course, I hadn't hadn't had the class yet from my uh, my wife on effective communication. But I said, well, why, why did you guys do this? And, you know, I give some examples of stuff. And then I walk out of the, the house and he follows me out and I could just tell something's on his mind. And I'm like, what's up? What's going on? He's like, well, he didn't want to say anything. I was like, dude, just tell me, like, I don't care. Like, I'm not, you're not going to hurt my feelings. If there's something going on, tell me, let me know. Like, this is, you know, it's important to have good communication. He's like, it's just like, you don't have enough good things to say. <laughs> That's what he said to me. And I was like, what do you mean? Well, you just come in and start telling us that we're doing this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. And but your hair oh looks nice. Oh, and yeah. your and your outfit looks really amazing. Yeah. Hey, thanks, yeah. thanks for showing up today, guy. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, but why the hell did you do it that way? So we need to break this real quick because you're talking about employees. Because employees, I know, I know, we're gonna get back. Yeah, they're know, a different level, different level of bitch right there. I know, but we're gonna get. We'll get back to what you want to talk about in a second. But I'm okay. bringing this up for a reason. So this is somebody who is former military who's who he was older he's like in his 50s and who's been in construction most of his life you would think that they would be have thick skinned and uh and they wasn't and it, ultimately he didn't work out he didn't have a great attitude so you know it lasted about 2 months so obviously there's ways you need to talk to your employees right you can't just come in there and like bark orders and tell them they suck and you know get out here and yell at them and all that stuff. I think we can all agree on that. But as you want to talk about, which is really what this podcast is about, is as an owner of a contracting business, you can't have feelings. Well, you you can like, look at, I'm an I personality. I have a lot of feelings. I might start crying before this podcast is over. That's just the way it is. Well, you are a little bitch. So. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's just me. I'm an emotional thing. But... I am on the journey to self-mastery. I want to get better. And I realize that I need to be coached on certain things. I need to take constructive criticism. I need to look at, you know, constructive criticism with an open mind. And I really like try and soak it up. And when you're trying to 
when you're trying to just get, you know, like 0.001% better at, at one simple thing, you really have to take that constructive criticism. And I don't mean like that, like that's the only level I can get. I, I can get 10% better on a lot of things, but there's certain things that I feel like I'm good at that I could get, a, you know, just a slight edge better than I am now. And the only way to do that is to have self-awareness and self-evaluate. Even if I get some constructive criticism from someone who I think is an ass, you know, like you sometimes, for example, I I still like, oh, okay, Brad's annoying the shit out of me right now, but he made some constructive criticism. Like, how can this help me be better? And, you know, and, and I, I really dig in for that. And so I the, the problem is with the 99 out of 100 times, I'm correct. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but but the point is, like, the point is I'm willing to receive that constructive criticism open-armed and like, okay, well, how can I get better? And can I use this as fuel to get upset, to get better, or whatever? Like, you know, just the, too many people close it off and they get defensive. And when you're defensive – you can't go on the offense to get better. Let that one sink in, Brad. Let it sink in. When you in. become an entrepreneur, I know I'm thinking about it. When you become an entrepreneur, and that's what you are when you start a contracting business. Now, obviously there's different levels and there's different types and all that stuff. But, you know, when you when you chose to start your own business, at that moment, your feelings no longer matter your feelings about what your customers say, your feelings about what your employees say. If you are going to be thin-skinned, do not start a contracting business. Just don't even do it. Just hang up, hang it up, bro. Just put your bags back on. Yeah, put your bags Go. back on and get back out there. Move to California, work for Eric. I mean, he'll he'll put powder <laughs> on your balls for you and uh yeah, he'll make you feel, boy. He'll, He'll make you feel all, you know, warm and fuzzy on the inside. <laughs> okay, powdery balls. If you're powdery bald, get your ass out here in California. We'll get to work. No, I mean, it's it's funny. We can joke and tease about that. But, I mean, the, the reality is it's like, like, if you're deciding to do this, there's not too many contractors that, like came up and we're like, Hey, I'm going to be a contractor. I'm going to start my own business, con- construction business. I'm going to, I'm going to run 20 guys. And this is how I'm going to make my living. It doesn't really have like for me. And for most of the contractors, I know it's like, it's that whole craftsman to businessman transition. Like we've talked about many, many times. One of my favorite podcasts that we've ever done. It's like that kind of happens. And it's like, you don't even realize you're going through the transition of becoming the businessman and you know that you're becoming the entrepreneur. So I think there's where some of the some of the friction lies is like they're going out on a limb and then they get their feelings hurt because they I mean, you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It's like it's such a struggle. It's such a battle. Well, for a lot of contractors, it's pride. It's not really their feelings. I mean it is, but it's pride, right? Customer tells them that they did a crappy job their pride takes over and they start bashing the customer, telling them they don't know what they're talking about. How many times have we seen it in a group where it's like, I had a sales call with a customer and you know they wanted me to do this and this. And I was like, screw you. I ain't wasting my time. Who do you think I am? And then everybody's like, yeah, high five. And you, you, know, you told them they're not your customer. <laughs> it's, and it's like, no, you actually did it wrong. Like you what? actually... Totally of, screwed that up. That's your fault. Some of those groups are just the blind leading the blind. 
and there's no leadership and they just, yeah, it's just, that's, that is part of the problem there. But that's the ego. That's their feelings. That's their ego. They want to, they want to go on these groups and they want to tell everybody how they had a terrible customer and how they handled it and told them to F off. And everybody wants to pat them on the back. And then their ego, their head gets bigger and bigger. And like, oh, yeah, see, I knew what I was talking about. In reality, their ego gets in the way of learning. And I'm using ego and feelings. I'm switching them out because they are basically the same thing. If you have an ego, you have feelings, right? And ego is a protection of your feelings. And so you can't open your mind and be humble and be like, oh, Eric, the way you just talked to that customer, you totally screwed that up. Like that was your fault. You could have possibly made that sale. That wasn't the customer's fault. That was your fault. And you have to be able to look at it and say, you know what? You're right. I, you know, or, or what do you mean? Like, I don't know what I did wrong. Can you help share with me what I did, what I should have done differently? Like that's, you know, you got to be humble enough to do that. Right. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's one of the quotes that I put into one of our uh, one of our mastermind groups. I don't know if it was the mastermind or the our free entry group or whatever, but that one was like, are you talking to the wrong prospects or are you talking wrong to your prospects? It's a big difference. And and there's way too many, way, way too many contractors that just say, I'm talking to the wrong prospects. And like when you go in to give some constructive criticism and go like, wait a minute, like, what did you say? How did it go down? What did they say? How did this all transpire? What, you know, what, what was the conversation exchange? And when you, when you start to evaluate as they give you the information that they were sharing, you're like, well, you might've been talking wrong to the prospect and not talking to the wrong prospect. And until you embrace the fact that you may have done it incorrectly, like you're never going to grow. Like the journey of self-mastery is like, on a shelf for you, like put it on the shelf and just go out and run around, do your bullshit. And like one day when you want to get better, you'll come back, you'll t- take it off the shelf and you'll sit down and have a talk. And then we'll figure out how to get this right. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, and I've told it to you many, many times. I probably even said it on the, on the podcast is, do you want me to tell you the truth or do you want me to be nice? And for me, I want you to tell me the truth a hundred percent of the time. I don't care if it's nice or not nice. Mm-hmm. Because I want, I want to know the truth. I crave the truth. I want, unless it's from my wife, I don't want, to, I don't want her to tell me the truth. But I crave the truth from other people, you know, like contractors and other coaches and other people that have been there before me who can share that information. Like I want that information. Uh, I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but I really like to talk about role playing for a minute, like in our in our mastermind, because this is this is where this all ties together. And until you like become uncomfortable with being, until you be comfortable with uncomfortableness, like it, it's really difficult. Just, just talk about it for a minute. We can just jump off it if you want. Well, we have people in our group right now. I'm not going to say his name, even though I want to, I really want to call him out to be honest with you, but he struggled with different aspects. And, and he, uh, he mentioned today that he, he charged us for his first estimate today, which is awesome. Like, super pumped for him for that but he hasn't hardly done any role plays he he hasn't put in the he hasn't put in the effort to learn how to better his craft and it's uncomfortable to to do that it's uncomfortable to role play and i'm I'm sensitive i don't want you to tell me what i'm doing wrong dude when i first started doing it was i was like freak you know listen every time we've had this conversation with someone new what do they say the first thing when they get on there when it's their first one they always say 
tell me what do they say. <laughs> they always say, "This is my first one, man. I'm, I'm really nervous." You ever been to a like a like a bar where they're playing music? The bands up on stage are like, "Well, this next song is a song that we just wrote, and this is the first time we're doing it live." So like, <laughs> they're already vanguarding that they might screw it up and sound it. like shit. You know, it's it's just like that's the same thing. It's a and that's a natural vanguard. That's that's vanguarding and not even knowing what a vanguard is. Yeah. Well, that's just, yeah, that's protecting your feelings. That's literally what that is, is protecting your feelings. But you, I mean, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay, listen, we talked about role-playing, and I don't know that it came through, but in our mastermind, we do sales role-plays where one person acts as a contractor, one person acts as a client, and you go through scenarios and it's it's a little it's a little strange it's a little awkward it's you know your feelings are all on the table because you know that you're going to enact this scenario as if it was real life and then when it's over you're going to get critiqued and it's it's really strange it's really weird and it's not as hard as it sounds because if you've done any amount of sales calls if you've if you've fielded any calls in you whatever trade you are whether it's pawns or remodeling bathrooms or kitchens like hey this is eric from the pond digger like you know i'm here to talk to you about your project and like you go through a scenario and you you play that out it, it was really hard the first time i started doing role plays and but i craved it when people told me I sucked. They're like, oh, you really sucked right here. And I was like, okay, wow, that hurt. Ouch. I thought I was really good at this. I've been doing this for 18 years, but okay, I I want to be better. I'll put my feelings on the shelf so I can learn from this and be better. But it's a really difficult task. And more often than not, people are super sensitive in that area. Well, who likes being told they're wrong or they suck or they, you know, I mean, nobody, nobody likes it. Well, maybe I I do. I like it. I like that a little bit. But look, you, you have to, let's get back to entrepreneurship here for a second. When you're a business owner, you can't have feelings around decisions that have to be made. Right. Because a lot of the stuff that you make when it's not a I'm not talking about dealing with personnel issues. I'm talking about business decisions, dealing with customers, purchasing, you know, damage things like all that stuff that comes in. Those are all factual decisions. Right. Do I have to buy a new truck? Do I need to buy a new truck? I don't want to buy a new truck. It's going to cost a lot of money. But do I need to in order to grow or do this or that, whatever it is? They're, they're all factual decisions. They're not based on feelings. The, the one thing I will say where this gets a lot of contractors in trouble is because when you are talking to customers, it's the complete opposite, right? It is about their feelings. It is about the emotion. And so it does get a little tricky to not to be thick-skinned and not have emotions within your business but then you have to be able to be emotional with your customers and with your employees. So basically you have to be able to have everyone take a big crap on you and deal with it, but you can't take a crap on everyone else. Sure. Sure. Well, that made me start thinking about, you know, solicited critique and unsolicited critique. 
And so this is a big factor. So, you know, I might be talking to a contractor friend of mine, peer or whatever, and I might make some suggestions about something they say. There's a, there's a couple that come to mind right away. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, this customer, like the whole five, five, high five scenario. Yeah, tell them F off. Screw them. They're the wrong customer. Like I, I hear them describe the scenario and I'm like, wow, this could have been handled differently. And I might reach out and go like, hey, do you think that if, you know, you would have tackled it this way, it could have gone down different and that they become defensive. And so if the difference between solicited coaching and unsolicited coaching is very, very different. So if they don't want to hear it from you and they're already set in their mind and you you offer some constructive criticism, they're not open to it. They become sensitive. They become defensive. They fight back. They push back. Boom, boom, boom. But it, when it's someone like, hey, I've been – I only sell two out of every 10 jobs. I might be doing something wrong. I could really use some help. I need some assistance. I could use some guidance. I would like to be coached. Then they become open-minded to take that constructive criticism and be less of a bitch. Yeah, but that's the whole, that is the problem. Contractors have egos and they all think they know what they're doing. I did that my first, I don't know, eight years in the business. I thought I could figure it all out. And the only thing that that did for me was extend the amount of pain and and suffering trials that suffering that I had to go through. Like literally that's all I got out of it was extending the the amount of suffering. Well, it's interesting because being an entrepreneur, being a contractor who's running your own business, you have to have a certain amount of bravado, a certain amount of ego, arrogance, like all that has to kind of like be in there balanced in order to be able to even get kicked in the face as much as we do to make this work, you know, to like build what we want and be our own bosses. It takes a lot. But what I'm thinking is like, as the contractor becomes more open-minded and open-armed to become coached and take the constructive criticism, they open their arms, they get into a space where they can be guided and, and get that constructive criticism to get better. And then they close their arms. And then they, they open their arms and they close their arms and they open. It's like, it's, it's like they don't totally go into it unconditionally open armed to like, okay, let's figure this out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it's your ego. You have to be humble. You have to want to have, you have to want to get information. I don't, I, I'm very opinionated. If you haven't figured that out yet, I'm very opinionated. I have opinions on every single thing on the face of the planet. However, I've learned that it ain't worth giving unsolicited advice to contractors because they're just going to, you know, blow up and start crying and get sand in their pants and all that stuff. And it just ain't, it ain't worth it. So I just, I don't do it unless I get, sometimes I'll get a little frisky if I'm in some other contracting group that isn't ours, you know, I might, I might stir the pot a little bit just for my own entertainment purposes. Just but. start passing out tampons. Yeah. 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 But I don't do, I, I hardly ever do that. There's so many times, dude, I've typed out something like literally spent 15 minutes typing out this long text and then I delete it. Cause it's like, it ain't worth it. That's like, probably it, smart. It, it's not, it's not worth it. They're just going to, it's going to fall on deaf ears. They're going to keep doing the same thing. It's the same dude you see in here every week complaining about this and that, and the customers are bad and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, how can we help inspire contractors to take some constructive criticism. I'd like to pitch something in here. It's like, 
I like to think I'm my worst critic, but I think that you are probably my worst critic, but I'm probably the second person who's my worst critic, right? (laughs) I mean, literally, literally, like as an entrepreneur. That's because I hold you accountable. That's fine. I'm just saying you're my worst critic. I'm my second worst critic. I never say, I used to say that all the time until I met you. And now I'm like, well, Brad's my worst critic. I'm the number two worst critic. But when you come to that point in the journey to self-mastery, like you you start to criticize yourself and really become self-aware, that's a really special spot to be in. That's a really good space to be in where you're constantly saying, you could have done this better, Eric. Hey, you could have done that better, Eric. Right? That's a good spot to be in. And until you're there, you know, you, you can't even absorb the the critique from one of your peers, whether and, and like I'll take cr- constructive criticism from someone who just got started, and I'll take construct- constructive criticism from my mentors and people that have been around doing it for years and years and years. And that becomes a special place where you just become open to receive suggestions to become better. Dude, if you think that, you know, I criticize you enough, I criticize myself twice as much. Literally every I'm not second of the day, I'm criticizing myself. I'm not complaining. You're my worst critic. That's why we're still friends. No, I'm just saying that's on the ultimate, you know, quest for self mastery. That's what I do every day. I do a job like, man, I really that that miter there sucked. I should have done that miter better. You know, this reveal here wasn't even this. Uh, you know, I should have put this extra piece of wood in here for support on this one. You know, there's I'm always criticizing myself. And that's craftsmanship craftsmanship stuff. Like it it even goes deeper as an entrepreneur. It's like, well, I could have taken that call better. I I could have talked to the person differently. I could have tracked my numbers better. I could have assist. I could have, I could have coached my employees a little bit differently or guided them differently to get a better result. Like it, it becomes, it's so much deeper than just the craftsmanship. That's the easy part for me. Craftsmanship. Right. Right. Well, that's that's what we're trying to say here is that you're you if you're not on a journey of self mastery, you won't care. You'll just you'll just that miter is not perfectly tight, and you won't care because it's just like ah, eh, whatever. I'm getting paid. Get mo. Get mo. That's not even get mo. Um, well, I mean, that's that's a funny little twist to get mo. Like ah, good enough to get mo move on. Like there's good the, enough to get paid. Yeah, good enough to get paid. That's a twist to there, and that's a delicate balance. Well, let's kind of wrap this one up here as far as your feelings. If we haven't made it clear enough, let me try one more time. When you become a business owner, your feelings don't matter anymore. And if they do, and someone is trying to help you, if somebody is genuinely trying to help you and they have good intentions in their heart to help you and they tell you or give you advice and you it upsets you, you're the problem, not them. You are, and you need to be able to take a big humble pie. Now, are there people that may try to sabotage you and give a bad advice or they don't know what the hell they're talking about and they give you bad advice? Sure, that can happen, certainly. But if you know this person is credible, you know they're successful in their business, you know they're successful in whatever it is that you're trying to seek help from and they give you advice and just because of the way they gave it to you hurts your feelings, I'm sorry, but you got to suck it up, buttercup. Suck it up, buttercup. You're freaking hilarious, Brad. I mean, the the interesting thing is like when, you know, when you join a coaching program, 
and then you fight it. I mean, that's a problem, you know, like why would you pay money to be coached and then fight your coach? You know, why, why would you be Michael Jordan and then hire Tim Grover for seven figures to help you become better and then fight him and tell him what he's telling you is wrong? Like it's, but that, that's some of the stuff that comes out. And, and that's really important for me. Yeah, to, but to Eric, share. You, don't, you don't know my, you don't know my situation. You don't know my situation. You don't know where I live. You don't know how it works here, where I'm at. I mean, you're not, you really just don't know all that information. You know what, Brad? Fuck your feelings. Yeah. Fuck your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, you know what it's all about, people. We want you to be, to be humble. We want you to stay focused. We want you to become self-aware. We want you to be your own worst critic. And we want you to basically remain humble. I mean, that's, that's the premise of what we're trying to, to teach you tonight in today's podcast. Is that, is that pretty clear, Brad? Yes, it's pretty clear. Your feelings don't matter. Yeah. All right. Okay, people. Thank you so much for lending us your ears and attention tonight. If you're enjoying the podcast, it mean the world to us. If you take a moment to give us a review, subscribe. And of course, we want you to boom, smash that five-star rating. It helps our positioning on the podcast immensely, and it makes us smile. And even Brad will smile when he reads the reviews. So uh, follow us over on Facebook and Instagram at Hammer and Gride Podcast. And uh, we hope to see you on the inside of the Profit Club one of these days for some personal coaching from the Big D, Brad, and I personality me. Have a great night.